0: Lasting media. Welcome to the Bad Decisions Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be a lot of uh, grown folks' language throughout this podcast, so just take caution if you're listening from here out. Welcome to Bad Decisions with Katie Duke. The only podcast that dives into raw and unfiltered conversations. The real shit that we all go through but never talk about. Now here's your host, Katie Duke. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, uh, everybody. Welcome to the Bad Decisions Podcast. I am your host, Katie Duke. And if you're still listening... Thank you so much for your loyalty and thank you for your commitment to our every Tuesday situationship. Uh, this week I am going to be talking about da, 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 burn out. How is that a bad decision? Well, um, pretty simple. If you're staying in situations that have you burnt the fuck out, you're making a bad decision. So I am going to explore some of my previous bad decisions um, about staying at employers or staying with people who burn you out and why you guys should be paying attention to your gut and why you should not be staying in situations that burn you out. But also I want to talk a little bit about and touch on the fact that burnout is so prevalent in healthcare. Like why is it just a normal thing? Why is it a completely normal expected occurrence when you work in healthcare that you will be burnt out and that you're expected to deal with it. So without further ado, let's actually get the obvious shit out of the way. Are you burnt out? Do you ever get that sense of impending doom like before you're heading into work and you're like, oh man, what is my day going to be like? What is this shift going to be like? What is going to happen today? And I'm not talking about like eh, some days you have rough days. You might not want to go into work. I mean, we all want to stay in bed and, you know, not have to have a job. But welcome to hashtag adulting. I'm not talking about like that normal life stuff. I'm talking about burnout to the extent of it is affecting your mental health. It is affecting your consistent peace of mind. And you cannot continue to go into each shift feeling completely overwhelmed with burnout. But do you ever get that feeling, you know, when your alarm goes off in the morning outside of wanting to throw it across the fucking room? But do you ever get that feeling where you're like, I hate it here, <laughs> wherever you're at? I hate it here. I am not empowered. I am absolutely miserable. I'm depressed. I work in a very unfriendly, uncaring, hostile environment. Or do you ever just get that feeling where you're like, I'm really not satisfied here? All of those things are different factors of burnout. In addition to that feeling of when you get home and you have absolutely zero energy to put towards anything else in your life. And all you can do is either sit outside your place in your car for a half a fucking hour and just not move, which is what I've been doing lately. Um, And if you see my stories, then you know all about that. Or you go inside your apartment or your home and you sit down and you're just completely drained. Like, you're depleted like a C. diff patient loses magnesium. Like, you have nothing left in you. And you have to think about what toll that takes on you after a certain period of time. Is that normal? No. Do other people in other careers experience the same type of burnout that people in healthcare do? I don't think so. I think that every profession and every career probably experiences some aspect of burnout. I mean, that's just life, you know? We live in a society and a time where it's just push, 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 and produce, 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 and be productive and work, 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 and no sleep, no sleep, no days off. Like, that has become our normal functioning day when actually, like, none of us are really meant to function that way. We're meant to have time off. We're meant to have time where we just do nothing at all. We're meant to have days where we don't do anything significant and meaningful, but we're also meant to be in environments that foster us to grow and to feel valued and to feel appreciated and productive. We're meant to be in environments that bring out the best of what we have to offer because that makes us feel whole as a person and a professional. So something that I guess I want to to hear from people is, do you feel like that at your current employer? I'm going to put this up as a poll actually when this episode drops. Do you feel valued at your current employer? That's the first question. Do you feel like your current employer fosters your growth and really supports the best of what you bring to the table? And I'm sure most of us are going to say no. Why? Because we work in healthcare. It's not a creative environment. It's not the kind of work environment where you know, we can sit down at a meeting and be creative and think of ideas and contribute all of what we have to offer to, you know, the profession, but I feel like there's different aspects of every profession that can offer that type of an environment. And Lately, I've just really been thinking a lot about the whole process of burnout. So a lot of people ask me, you know, why did you go to grad school? Why did you pursue, you know, working as a nurse practitioner? Why did you pursue all this side hustle shit that you do? Why do you have a podcast? Why do you have, you know, a scrubs collection? Why do you do all this social media stuff? And honestly, the answer always reverts back to the same thing. I was and am burnt the fuck out. And burnout really started to hit me when I was about seven years into working as a nurse. And my personal burnout was the result of a lot of like toxic work environments, a lot of poor leadership teams, poor management teams, and also the result of me just feeling like I had to constantly stay in the comfortable environment and not really having the confidence To push myself outside of those comfort zones. When I look back on all the years that I've worked in this profession, you know, that I've been a healthcare provider, albeit a nurse or a nurse practitioner, I've always been juggling some aspect of burnout. And I think that each one of you have also. And it's something that a lot of us really talk a lot about. You know, it's something that everybody can relate to. It resonates well with all of us. We all know what that means. And I think it's important for us to talk about these things so that other people understand that their feelings of burnout are not alienated that, you know, if you feel like you don't want to work in the hospital anymore, and you want to go work for a fucking Botox clinic that like, that's totally okay, because people are all burnt out and i think a lot of people stay working in professions and environments um even though they are burnt out because we fear different things we fear stepping out of our comfort zone which was my problem for many years we fear what other people will think of us which is what a lot of people deal with but on the flip side to those things if you're in healthcare we kind of fear that if we leave the traditional work environments like working in a hospital or in like an outpatient clinic or something, that that if we leave those environments and go work somewhere completely left field, maybe consulting or working for a device company or just starting your own startup, we feel that we will be less of a nurse or less of an NP or less of a physician if we step outside of those traditional workplace environments. And like, why the fuck do we feel like that? I just... I don't really understand it, but I have also had that feeling so many times because I'll keep it like all the way real with you guys. I'm sick of working in the hospital. I'm tired and I could name you off all the reasons right now, but that burnout is so real. It's like when I look back at when I was an ER nurse and I um, was working in New York City in a very large like pediatric and adult level one trauma center and I was really dealing with a lot I literally remember being like, I'm sick of this shit. What else can I do? That was what made me go to grad school because I was really burnt out of being a bedside nurse. Every day I went into work was like a a fucking hostile work environment. Honestly, it was like, you got a patient who's calling you a cunt because you didn't give them dilaudid. You got somebody yelling at you because, you know, a patient's family member complained because it took you half an hour to answer their call light. You got some VIP that was angry and made a a complaint to the director because you made them wait in the waiting room. Your scrub top undershirt wasn't the right color. You know, you didn't fill out your annual, you know, hospital training on time and the press scores and all. It's like, man, I just remember like, Not only are you dealing with just the weight of this job, period, which, again, we all speak the same language. We all know what I'm talking about when I say, like, the weight of this job. The weight of this job is dealing with human lives and the spectrum of emotions that come within all those situations on a daily basis. That's our average fucking shift. But on top of that, all of those other really demanding, tiring, depleting, draining situations like the hostile work environment, like the unsafe environments, we're dealing with all of those baseline draining situations. And then on top of that, we are dealing with other situations like chronic understaffing and hostile work environments and unsafe working conditions and, you know, verbal abuse from patients and their family members and just a system that doesn't always appreciate and value the provider and that is just a recipe so just it's just a fucking recipe for some burnout you know again I just want to reiterate I believe every profession experiences some aspect of burnout but I think that with healthcare, our burnout is different because we always have like this guilt that sort of comes along with it and so I remember I was working as a bedside nurse back to the story because I definitely fucking get off off track all the time Um, I was really tired as like an ER nurse. I was tired of the abusive patients. I was tired of the, of like me feeling completely drained and depleted at the end of every shift, like emotionally, physically. And I was really tired of that. And I just wanted something different within my profession. I just, I needed something that gave me a little more autonomy and something that gave me a little more, um, freedom, if you will. So that's why I went to grad school. I was fucking tired. So I went to grad school. I went to Columbia University. I did their master's degree program, um, which is a master's of science in nursing. And my program was the acute care nurse practitioner program. And the thing about that program is that it's a very intense program. And I chose that because I wanted to pursue working as a nurse practitioner in like a hospital setting. So that's why I picked that program. So flash forward, I was in the program. Three and a half years later, I graduate. I become a nurse practitioner. I went on um, about four or five different interviews. I interviewed um, for an oncology position, for a vascular surgery, neurosurgery position, and for a cardiology position. And at the end of the day, I chose to move forward with the cardiology position because it was something that was very intriguing. I had a great group interview with the MPs and they had a good benefits package offer. So that's kind of how I fell into like cardiology. Um, it wasn't something that I had like always dreamed of, but it was a really good opportunity. So I took advantage of that. So when I had started like my first job as an NP, that was when I really started to kind of notice that I knew I made the right decision. And what I mean when I say that is that working as an NP gives you a different perspective as a provider, but it changes your role. And You know, um, as someone who has been in nursing for 16 years, I really appreciate that role change because it has allowed me to find a little more balance of peace of mind in between work and life. And I'm less burnt out as a nurse practitioner than I was as a nurse. So that's a good step. That's a great step forward. And in fact, I think a lot of people who are feeling burnt out as a bedside nurse need to either go to grad school or Transfer out of department and find a different job, or maybe relocate themselves to a completely different field, which also is totally okay. Again, like it would be completely impossible for me to say I'm not burnt out at all because that would just be fraudulent and lies. So I think it was a great decision for me to go to graduate school. Like I said, I I was just all the way done and tired of being a bedside nurse. I do not miss it at all. I worked my COVID disaster relief assignment this past summer in New York City as a bedside nurse and it was a reminder of why I it was a reminder of why I went to grad school. And not everybody's going to want to go to grad school, and I'm not saying that like everybody out there needs to go become an NP or go teach or something like to each his own, but I just knew that that was the right choice for me. So here I am five years later. And, um, you know, granted, my peace of mind is much better at work, my job satisfaction is much better, my burnout is less. However, there are still so many days where I get up and I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like over the hospital environment. And it really is a difficult. Um, it's like a difficult rope. It pushing and pulling. And some days I love it. Other days I'm like, man, I wish I just worked in like a fucking Botox clinic, you know, with LexRx. And I just or I just wish that I could do speaking engagements and my podcast full time and maybe, you know, mentor, you know, students and new graduates. And I really wish like if you could sit here and ask me, be like, what would you really like to do? That's what I would like to do. I would love to be like per DM as an NP, go in a few days a month, you know, take care of my patients and keep my skills up to date. But I don't want to do that full time anymore. It is really taking its toll on me in so many ways. And that is burnout, you guys. And there's so many things that contribute to burnout. Like I keep saying over and over and over again, it is something that is becoming so prevalent in our field that it's something that we expect to happen. But just because you expect something to happen doesn't mean that it is tolerable. Also, doesn't mean that you have to deal with it. Also, doesn't mean that you have to put up with it. So, if you're sitting in your car or at home or wherever the fuck you're at listening to this and you're like, oh, a lot of this sounds familiar. I feel those things that she's talking about. I feel completely drained after my shift and that's just not because it was a busy day. I feel drained every single day. I dread going into work. I'm not really happy. I'm not satisfied. I'm not fulfilled. I'm not valued. Then what's keeping you from taking a different step? What's keeping you from getting out of that unhealthy environment and actually trying something new? Is it because you're nervous? Is it because you're scared? Is it because... You don't think that you'll have like the respect of like, you know, being a hospital provider. Is it because you don't really know what you want to do? And if those things are it, then it's okay. But you got to deal with those feelings. So if you're feeling the whole burnout factor, then you should really start taking a step back and taking an inventory of the things that don't make you burnt out. Um, Dr. Natalie Crawford, actually, I really respect her journey and she is somebody who, um, so she's a reproductive endocrinologist, an at, at OBGYN, and she's based in Austin, Texas. She has a great podcast called As a Woman. And I've been following her over the last few years on social media, and I've really seen her grow and evolve over the last few years. But she was working for a fertility practice. And you know, I remember her talking about burnout and talking about you know, different environments and what they can do to your work life balance. And over the last few months, she was kind of keeping a big secret. And turns out one day she pops on Instagram and she's like, well, guys, I left my full time job and I'm starting my own practice. And I was like, fucking yes. Like, I was like, so happy for her. But then I sat back and I was like, fuck, man, that's ballsy. Wow. Like, That is just so overwhelming to me. I mean, first of all, I'm not a fucking doctor. Like, I wouldn't just go out and, like, start my own practice. But, like, I had so much respect for her. I had mad respect for her. I had so many questions. But I was also, like, so inspired because you know what? Now she and her partner are their own bosses. They set their staffing limits. They set their hours. They establish the patient protocols at that practice. And they handle the day in and day out. And it's up to them. And I think that even though like venturing out and leaving your full-time job and saying fuck you to the man and just going and starting your own shit seems like so overwhelming. I mean, seems really fucking overwhelming to me. Think of how satisfying that must feel at the end of the day to be like your own boss. And again, I'm not saying that everyone should go out there, say fuck their full-time job and go out and start your own practice, but... The point I'm trying to make here is that I know that she was burnt out working in the previous environment that she was in, and she wanted better work-life balance and better satisfaction and to feel more fulfilled and, you know, less burnt out. And she took a big risk. And so, you know, something that we all need to be a little better with is taking risks, right? Like, I would I would love to have the confidence right now to be like, all right, I'm going to stop working full time and I'm going to fully invest in my podcast and my mentoring and my speaking events and um, my scrub collection (laughs) just like just the thought of that makes me terrified because I'm like oh god none of those are regular paychecks none of them offer pensions none of them offer like union benefits none None of them offer fucking health insurance oh that makes me nervous But on the flip side of that, I know that if I did those things, God, I would just I would be so much happier in life. And like, why do we have this constant thing in this country where we would much rather be secured, comfortable and miserable than have peace of mind, feel more satisfied, be happier and have less dependable income again, like we're, you know, we all got fucking bills to pay. We all have people that depend on us, whether it's children, spouses, elderly parents, whatever. Yes, we all have that kind of stuff. But like, if you have other streams of income, it makes your dependency on a hostile work environment or a place where you're not fulfilled or a place where you're burnt out. It makes that less. You know, you're not as dependable on that. And I'm always very thankful for having other streams of income. And I hope that one day I will be able to say to the hospital, I'm going per diem. I'll see you a few days a month. And I'm going to go fully invest myself in other projects that bring me much more peace of mind, much better income in the long run, and make me happier. But that's just not the reality for everybody. But you guys understand that, like, you can each create your own reality, or you can sit around and wait for somebody else to tell you what you're going to do. And that's just a big aspect of burnout. We all have so many different things on our plate that we're balancing. I get that. But staying in an environment that, you know is not healthy for you only because it offers a regular paycheck and good benefits like you're kind of taking two steps forward and one step back with each shift and with each day so i would encourage each one of you who is sitting back and you're shaking your head and you're like man all this stuff sounds familiar or if you've said anytime throughout this entire podcast like oh wow that actually that fucking hit me in the soul that hits different then maybe you need to start considering some sort of a change. And whether it's a change of an employer, a change of department, a change of pace, a change of focus, you know, or maybe trying something completely different, you guys have to understand that eventually burnout will take its toll on you. And it really shouldn't be something that we are just so okay with. The same way that we should not be okay with racism. We should not be okay with racial disparities. We should not be okay with racial injustice. We should not be okay with bullying. We should not be okay with unsafe working environments. We should not be okay with burnout. But we're just so used to it. And it's kind of like if you work in healthcare, especially like a hospital system, you have like a very abusive relationship with your employer. And when I say like abusive relationship, put it like this. Remember lots of episodes back where I talked about my abusive relationship, and I knew that that relationship wasn't good for me. I knew that it was unhealthy, and I knew that I was not feeling good, but I kept staying because it was just kind of comfortable because that was the situation where I was in. That is the same thing. If you stay somewhere where you are burnt out, and you know you're burnt out, and you know you really want to do something different, and you know you really want to feel different but you choose to stay, then it's kind of like you're just choosing to stay in an abusive relationship. And it's hard to get out of those. It really is. I speak from both personal and professional experience. Um, It was hard for me to leave my role as an ER nurse. Like I loved it. And I felt like I would lose some street credit when I stopped being an ER nurse. But you get different credit when you move forward with other ventures and other avenues in life. So, you know, this episode, we're talking a lot about, you know, burnout and why people get burnt out and why burnout is expected and why we should not be okay with it and why is it the normal? And I just want you guys to really, really reflect on why is it your normal? Why are you totally okay with like going into work every day and being burnt out and knowing that you're burnt out? And why are you totally okay with just not doing anything about that? because I'm going to tell you right fucking now, don't wait for someone else to do anything about it because they won't care. The only person that can go hard for yourself is you. Yes, your family will support you. I'm sure your friends will support you. But you can't depend on, you know, the person or the situation or the employer who's putting you in a situation that is really burning you out to do anything to change it. You got to be the one to take that risk. You got to be the one to like take a really big leap outside your comfort zone and say I think I'm going to leave this even though it's good money and it's great benefits like I'm really fucking miserable and I'm burnt out and I don't want to hate my life and I don't want to hate going into work every day. You guys know that that's not normal like do you know that there's so many people out there that like they love going to work. They enjoy their jobs. They enjoy their roles. They are valued, appreciated, fulfilled, respected. They are utilized for all of their great potential and talent that they bring to the table. And they work in healthy environments. Not every environment is going to be perfect. And I'm not saying these places are all perfect, but we have to stop being okay with all the things that we're okay with in healthcare as providers, as nurses, as, as PAs, as physicians, as students, like we have to come to a point in time where we all kind of sit back and be like, man, this shit is fucked up. Why are we okay with that? Like when I left my abusive ex-boyfriend, I had to do a lot of like self-reflecting and like a lot of self, a lot of like self digging, like internally and be like, why was I okay with staying with a man who was literally beating me multiple nights a week, beating me, he worked construction, he would pick up whatever tool or piece of equipment was nearby. And he would just he would beat me until he got tired of it. Like, so obviously, we see there's a problem there with him. But like, why was I okay with that? So I asked you guys the same thing. Why are you okay with being burnt out? Why are you okay with staying in an environment that is not healthy for you? And on that note, I really want to just keep pushing you guys to start thinking and exploring, like, what are some other things that interest you? I do this a lot with my mentoring workshops and with the, um, you know, with the mentees that I take on one by one. And one of the first things that we do is we talk about, hey, what are your interests? What? What do you mean? What are my interests? Yeah. Like, what are those things that actually bring you joy? What are the things that you like to do outside of your job in the hospital? And it almost like, it almost like trips people out when I ask them that because they're like, "Well, um uh uh and I'm like, "Yeah, you don't think enough about that stuff. We always like to put ourselves in this nice little nurse box or this nice little like physician box and it gets very comfortable but also very deadly in there because you you have so much more to offer than just, you know, your services as a provider. So, if you're listening to this still, thank you, but more importantly, why don't you sit back and make a list? Make a list of things that help you understand why your current environment or workplace is burning you out. Make another list that helps you to look at and evaluate what things you're interested in, what brings you joy. And then make another list describing your ideal workplace. And then you take those three lists and I want you to look at them thoroughly, read them, studying them. I want you to eat, live, breathe, sleep, and shit those lists. And then I want you to make those things happen because those lists will help you kind of take something you're feeling in your head. Once you see stuff on paper, it resonates differently. For example, writing down lists helped me a lot when I, you know, um, had a very devastating breakup that I dealt with earlier this year. I had to write down a list of things I loved about that relationship, things I did not love about that relationship, and then things that I want and look for in my ideal relationship. And it was really pretty crazy to see how each one of those lists were very different from like the situation that I was in to the situation that I want to be in. We're talking like two really different scenarios. And that can really parallel a lot with us evaluating our current situation of our full time job, our part time job, whatever it is, and that burnout factor. So you guys all have a homework assignment. You need to each make a list, several lists take a piece of paper, take your notebook, take out your iPhone. On that first list, I want you to write down what are the things that burn you out about your current workplace environment, whether you're full-time, part-time, per diem, traveler, business owner, whatever it is, student, whatever it is. What are the things that burn you out? List one. Next column over, next column down, list two. What are the things that you are interested in, passionate about, or really good at? What are your strengths? What are the things that give you that little like warm and fuzzy feeling? Like me, whenever I make like a batch of like homemade rosemary bread, I get all warm and fuzzy. I love cooking. Those little things. Mentoring students. I love that. I'm really good at talking. Those are the things that are going to be on my strengths list. So you need to sit back and think about what are the things that you're passionate about? What are you good at? What makes you happy? Okay, okay. List number three, describe or jot down what would your ideal working environment be? And I don't mean like, where would it be? I want you to describe like what it would be, okay? So like, for instance, my ideal working environment would be me being self-employed and working full-time for myself between developing and growing my podcast writing a few books about mentoring and empowerment for women, specifically women in healthcare, and growing out my mentoring and speaking engagements so that I can help more people figure out and hone in on their path and deal with their bad decisions and use them to strengthen their journey. Now, that's very different from the workplace that I'm in right now. Notice how I didn't say my ideal workplace is in a hospital working for like a very busy surgery service. Isn't that interesting? So I think that you guys will notice after you write down your three lists, you might have a come to Jesus moment or you might have like a big old like, oh, fuck, what am I even doing with my life moment? But the point I'm trying to make is this. You got two options. You can either let someone else tell you where you're going to go and how you're gonna feel or you can create your own lists and eventually start making those things happen for yourself. And on top of that list needs to be, I no longer am going to tolerate or settle for working in an environment that is burning me out. And it is okay if I want to do something different or try something left field or completely try something new. Lots to think about. And if you guys are making your lists, I want you to post them on social media. I want to see them and let's talk about them this Tuesday, when this comes out, I'm going to go on Instagram live and we're going to talk about burnout. And let's talk about why people are staying around. I want to hear why you guys are staying in bad situations. I want to hear why you guys are staying in bad relationships and bad environments. And uh, let's talk about this shit. So do your fucking homework, make your goddamn lists. And start posting that shit when you hear this. And then I'm gonna save those posts, and then we're gonna go on live and we're gonna talk this shit out because I'm tired of being burnt out, and I know you guys are tired of it also. So let's fucking do something about it. Thanks for joining me, and um, we'll see you guys soon. Bad Decisions is hosted by Katie Duke and is a production of Lasting Media. The show is produced by Katie Duke, Jason Barrett, John Fender, and Jonas Litton. Do you have a bad decision you'd like to share? Visit baddecisionspodcast.com and submit your story for a chance to be featured on the show. For all things Katie Duke, visit katiedukeonline.com and on social media at the Katie Duke.